0: So, big day for the Labour Party, a couple of caucus meetings, one with the old, one with the new, one with those who are left, a retirement announcement, and an announcement that for now the PM stays on as leader of the party, and that leader is, of course, Chris Hipkins, who is with us. Very good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. When did you decide you were going to stay? Uh, look, I, I mean, I... <laughs> You might you might be reading
1: a bit too much into that. What I've said is that I you know I I think we need a bit more time to reflect on that, and I need a little bit of time to reflect on that. It's only been three days, and so what I've said to the team is we've got a we've got a job to do in the next little while. We've got to transition, support the transition to a new government. You know we're still the caretaker government. We've got to continue to you know hold the fort while they um, sort out what the new government's going to look like. We then have to transition ourselves into opposition, and having been in opposition before, I um, I want to support the team to be able to do that. Uh, and conversations around where we go from here, we need to take a little bit more time on. You know, I think it's only three days. And I don't think anyone wants to rush into making decisions, you know, around what the next three years looks like for us yet, right at this point.
0: Fair enough. Uh, part of the rules are that you need a vote within three months of the election date. Will you be standing for that vote?
1: Look, I, I think we'll, I, I will be able to get a clearer answer on that in the next couple of weeks. But I, I just, I don't think now's the right time to, um, you know, to make that call.
0: You seem hesitant. Uh, no, not at all. I think it's
1: just you know we need to give people a little bit of time and space to digest the election result, regardless of, of where that lands up, Mike. I think we've got three things that we have to do in the next three years. We've clearly got to be a good opposition. You know, we've now got a different job to the one that we've had for the last six years. We've got to be a good opposition. But then actually, really importantly, the other two things we have to do is we, we're going to need to spend a bit of time listening um, and reflecting on on why it was that so many people voted for us in 2020, didn't vote for us in 2023. And then off the back of that we have to think about, well, what, what does 2026 look like for us? And regardless of what role I play, I'll, I'll certainly be um, you know, very engaged in that process. I'm a, a loyal member of the Labour team and yeah. always have been always will
0: be. You you sound like you're probably not gonna be leader. That you don't no, want to no, be no.
1: No, I'm certainly not making that call now. Um, you know, I've, I've, as I indicated yesterday, I've still got some fight left in me and I want to, you know, contribute to uh, to rebuilding the Labour Party and, uh, you know, what that looks like. I think we we just need to give everyone a little bit of time to reflect on that.
0: How big's the divide within the party in terms of what you did and what you ran in your calls versus that pro-tax brigade, the the and the, you know, the Parkers, etc.? Uh, how big how, is this, a, a, a you know, a problem? I think one of the
1: things that we have to do after an election loss like this is is not jump to conclusions about why we lost. I think we we do need to take some time to really reflect and to listen. You know, we need to get out there and and connect with those communities who voted for us previously and didn't this time. And, you know, there there were some real messages in there. If you look at where we lost support, we lost support in some surprising places. You know, within central Auckland, um, we've always done very well in those constituencies and we didn't this time around. And we need to take that really seriously. Are
0: you honestly, to to surprised are you honestly surprised by that?
1: Um, I well certainly weren't expecting a, a, a you know, I think based on polling, we were well aware that Auckland um, was going to be more challenging for us. We, we lost a lot of support in Auckland in that kind of 2021 2022 period, mm. um, and we didn't get it back. But to the, the loss of those constituencies was. Was certainly a bit. It took a bit, It was a bit of a jolt, um, and I think we need to spend a bit of time reflecting on that. Uh,
0: because that that had to do with arrogance and lack of communication and locking a whole city down and killing the economy, didn't it?
1: Well, I mean, uh, everyone will have plenty of opportunity in the next little while to reflect on the COVID-19 response. Um, as I said, I'm very proud of our COVID response. It was one of the best in the world. But the journey from elimination. So living with COVID in the community was certainly a bumpy one. And yeah. that period and that period where we were doing that, we did we definitely lost
0: support. See, that's what worries me about you guys. Uh, because I can tell you why you lost support. And the difficulty is as you look to rebuild the party is are you prepared to accept that's why you lost the support and therefore you need to change the way you conduct yourself next time round? Or would you still go along by saying, Look, yes, I get it, but we were right, you were wrong and therefore and that way you'll never get your support back.
1: Well, I think we all hope, Mike, that we'd, we yeah. don't have enough global pandemic to confront uh, at the next, uh, you know, hopefully in our lifetimes. Um, you know, it was a one-off set of events. And if you look around the world, regardless of individual decisions around lockdowns, around the world, almost every government that's been up for re-election who led their country through that period um, found it very, very difficult at the ballot box.
0: Yeah, Andrew Little, what do you say to somebody like him?
1: I say a very warm thank you. Andrew has been an incredible uh, minister in our team, and Andrew's always shown, um, I think, an enormous amount of humility um, and enormous amount of selflessness in decisions that he's taken, and I think the decision that he's taken here is is a really honourable one. What he made clear was, you know, what he'd reflected on was not just, is he in it for three more years as an opposition MP, but did he see himself as being part of a future government? Um, He made the decision that he didn't, and so therefore... You know, from his perspective, the honourable thing to do was to make space for someone who did. And uh, I, I think that shows an enormous amount of humility, and, uh, and I really respect that did
0: you Did you know that was coming pre-Saturday?
1: Not pre-Saturday. We had a conversation about it on Sunday. He gave me a call to let me know that that's what it's thinking and about. And was that a shock? Uh, no, not necessarily, because that is the character that Andrew is. You know, he, um, he thinks very deeply about these things, and he always puts the interests of the team and of others ahead of his own.
0: What about Grant Robertson in letting Wellington go and you lost Wellington? Is that a material problem for you guys or not?
1: I think if you look at the shift in Wellington, if you look at the shift in the demographics of Wellington, you know, congratulations to the Greens. Um, they did very well in both of those uh, electorates. Um, special votes will, will probably determine the final outcome in one of those. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll of course spend some time reflecting on that.
0: Uh, Grant's going to stay three years, or you would not be surprised to see him go. He seemed to indicate yesterday he wasn't around for much longer.
1: Oh, look, Grant has indicated that he'll, he'll, um, you know, see how things unfold in the next little while and see what contribution that he feels he can best make. Um, and again, I think there's a very honourable thing to do.
0: Okay, the Maori seats—how do you explain those? Do you, first of all, let me ask this: Is, Are Kelvin and Penny safe? Do you think?
1: Uh, well, it's tight. I, I, I think the specials will probably carry them forward, um, you know, but it, 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 they're, they're relatively tight margins there in the Māori electorates. Well, we've seen this before. You know, we, we've, we've seen a, a sort of a, a resurgence in um, sort of, uh, the Māori party in those seats before, and it, it kind of comes and goes a little bit. Um, and we saw that in this election, and we'll take a little bit of time to reflect on what that tells us as well.
0: Because the difficulty for you, I guess, in the Māori seats is that it wasn't like you weren't the party of Māori. Māori got a great deal under you guys, and yet look how they treated you.
1: Of course, you know, I was, I was pretty disappointed by the Māori electorate results. Uh, there were some bright sparks in there, you know, I was really heartened to see Krista's result in Ikaroa tea and um, she's going to be a formidable member of our team. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, yes, of course I was disappointed with those results.
0: The transfer so far in power, you're playing nice? Uh,
1: absolutely. I've, I've indicated to Christopher Luxon that uh, whatever he needs, we'll make sure that he gets that. Um, they're they're still in the process of, of kind of identifying what the government's going to look like. Um, but we are um, on standby to do whatever required of us to make sure that transition is as smooth as possible.
0: Sarah, just on news, and I did a little thing before the news, the, this thing at Pharmac, and you will have seen presumably the growing number of people who are calling for resignations or something. First of all, we don't have an apology from her. Why not? Second of all, we've got no public statement, as far as I know, from Steve Mahari. Why not? And third of all, we have no actual fallout from what is a disgraceful set of circumstances. Why not?
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, Mike, that's now a question for the incoming government. As as the caretaker government um, in place at the moment, we keep the ship steady until they uh, figure out what they want to do there. But that's ultimately a decision for them. And, And, you know, they need the space to make that decision themselves.
0: Sure, fair enough, too. But it was your decision until it wasn't. Why didn't you do anything about it when you could?
1: Uh, look, these issues blew up during the election campaign literally weeks before an election. That wasn't my focus. But, um, you know, I think the new government will need to look very closely at that and um, I'll, leave,
0: I'll leave them to do that. I mean, that, that's ultimately their... Fault. Indeed, but as for now, the potential opposition leader, what would your advice be? Uh, well, I guess my conclusion
1: is that the conduct that we've seen there is not what we would expect of public servants in that kind of position.
0: And does somebody need to pay the price for that?
1: uh that's it's a, a judgment for the new government and i you know i think i'm going I'll, I'll leave them to make their own call on that one
0: good on you appreciate your time very much chris hipkins current prime minister
1: for more from the mike asking breakfast
0: listen live to news talks b from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.